Today on Recur Now, more in subscription fashion. But it's never really about the clothes, is it? Plus, Jay Akunzo with advice on launching your brand's podcast. And finally, Intercom comes in clutch with strategies for your remote customer support team. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's team all over the map, it's Friday, March 13th. I'm Abby Sullivan. I'm James Herrick. It's good to be back. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your news. The remote work movement is undoubtedly heating up as coronavirus creeps its way around the globe and we do our absolute best to keep it at bay. And we've seen a ton of advice on being the best remote worker, how to stay sane during it all, and tips for tools to use in the process. But little have we seen on the side that Intercom's highlighting for us today. Customer support, which is hugely important because, well, our companies are built on relationships. Customer support is helping customers achieve their intended goals. It's a methodology for thinking about product, pricing, and experience that's customer-focused and goal-oriented. And it's one of the most important tools that SaaS and subscriptions have for boosting retention rates. So just because this pandemic has forced many to go remote, we simply cannot ignore our customers and their continued success. So Intercom, creator of customer messaging apps, is here to help us from afar, as some teams temporarily shift from a regional team model to a fully remote one. There's a lot in this piece, so we'll spotlight a few we're digging and link to the full post in your subscriber newsletter. First up, doubling down on teamwork best practices, primarily with a smart meeting strategy. And Intercom found that there are three particular meetings you'll need to stay aligned efficiently. Those being, one, the bi-weekly meeting. The purpose of this is to share updates that everyone in the organization needs to know, provide space for discussion and connection. Number two, weekly 15-minute Friday retros to celebrate wins and reflect on learnings. It's important. And number three, weekly one-on-ones. This is an opportunity for managers and individuals to dig into performance and growth. Also, be sure you utilize the endless number of tools out there for team collaboration. We have a full rundown for you from a past episode of the show, which we'll link to in your subscriber newsletter in case you missed it. Another rule to heed, bring in support automation and self-service, utilizing items like chatbots, automatic tagging, proactive support, and your help center. The shift to remote work is a good time to reevaluate your workflows and see how you can automate more of them to drive greater efficiency. We're big fans of this here at Profit well. Keep the train moving swiftly yet efficiently. And be sure to create a sense of normalcy and fun. It's too easy to get into this rhythm of isolation with remote work, especially amid a pandemic. I mean, but small actionables can really change that. Here's some of what the intercom teams are doing. Morning surveys through Slack, midday photo shares, and end-of-day highlight threads team challenges. For example, remote power hours. Apparently, these kinds of challenges can be great for both team camaraderie and delighting customers. And frequent postings of their metrics dashboard on Slack to replicate their real-time metrics monitor at the office. It can take time, but remote work is effective and in many cases, just as powerful as co-located work. Yeah, we've seen the data, so embrace the remote. And now James on the latest with Stitch Fix. It's not always about the fashion with these subscription clothing companies. It's really all about the lessons we can take from them in acquisition and pricing and customer success. Stitch Fix, a venture-backed subscription company, recently announced its fourth quarter earnings, and we've got some takeaways. One, it's profitable, which we can't even say for a majority of the big dogs out there, can we? And two, its users grew 17% to 3.5 million. Not bad, right? Well, 
not so fast. Stitch Fix's stock fell 25% this week in reaction to those earnings. And although they're using the beloved recurring revenue model, there's a crack in the system. They're offering something other than their core subscription product with an option for users to actually buy the clothing straight from the website, which essentially isn't anything different than shopping from a non-subscription e-commerce site. And customers are reportedly spending half as much in their second year of utilizing the platform than they were in their first. So Stitch Fix amped up ads and brought in a whole bunch of new users as we pointed out above. But the ARPU of the newer adopters isn't reaching the levels as its early adopters Robinhood Snacks points out. And this is not an isolated issue. We know there is a lot that companies get wrong about customer acquisition. And the data has shown that our addiction to customer acquisition-based growth is part of the problem. We've been digging into this for several years now, and we'll link to some findings in your subscriber newsletter. And now, Jay Akunzo on one of the facets he does best, content marketing. Before launching your brand's podcast, he urges, ask yourself, can it be anyone's favorite show? This week, he looked at the science of why people like stuff, what it does to our focus as marketers, and the change we need in our content to deliver something undeniably powerful for our brand's and our audiences. It comes down to a lot about brand affinity. If our end goal is to gain our audience's trust and love, we need their time. If we want their time, we need to provide experiences they willingly choose. So Jay asked the founder of Convince and Convert, a digital marketing and customer experience advisory firm, Jay Baer, about keynote speaking. Why would a busy executive greenlight a show? Why would they be compelled to invest resources and even their own time into it, he asked. And here's the response he got. There is only one way a show can succeed. It has to be somebody's favorite show. If you can come up with an angle that is distinct enough to become someone's favorite, I'll support the premise, he says. But launching a show that's 5% different than an existing one or 5% quote better is not a rational justification to create a new show. Because what does favorite actually mean? Favorite doesn't necessarily mean amazing, we know. And Jay says it's about identity. You like something because of you, because of who you are, what you've experienced, and what expectations you now have because of it. Our favorite things, they feel personal. And what's plaguing too many B2B companies in this realm is that they're simply focused on being relevant or enjoyable, Jay attest. But ultimately, it's about being different. There is so much more of this piece I want to get into on the show, but I know we only have a chunk of your valued attention amid the madness that is this world. So you bet we're linking to the full piece in your subscriber newsletter. We know some of you out there are still asking, though, is the content marketing movement worth it? Does content marketing actually work? We're uncovering the data on that next. And that's a wrap on your March 13th news. Up next, Patrick reveals the data from over 3,000 subscription businesses and 30,000 subscription consumers' content marketing effectiveness. Content marketing has become the gold standard in marketing. Helping your prospects and customers understand your business, the problems you're solving, and giving them value before they've even considered purchasing from you. The growth of content is also undeniable, with the US about to see nearly 30 million blogs and the entire world seeing roughly five times that. But is it working? To answer Chris's question, we looked at over 3,000 companies and 30,000 customers, and here's what we found. Customer acquisition costs, or CAC, is up across the board. But content CAC is roughly 15% less than paid CAC, suggesting some efficiency when it comes to an inbound marketing strategy. Note though that content CAC is actually growing at a quicker rate than paid CAC, suggesting that this gap may be closing as content becomes more and more expensive to produce due to the density of how much content is out there. Here's what's interesting though. 
47% of buyers still view three to five pieces of content before engaging with a sales rep. Companies with blogs tend to get 67% more leads than those who don't have a blog, and inbound marketing close rates are still eight to 10x those of outbound efforts. So even though there's an increasing cost, there's a compounding effect on growth here, especially when it comes to content. After all, content adds significantly to brand, trust, and even surface area, since content can sit on your site forever. When it comes to retention, companies who are deploying content are seeing five to 10% better retention, especially when they deploy content that is more customer focused. Yet content's power appears to be more on the overall growth side of the house, as hinted at from the facts and figures cited above. When comparing overall growth rates between companies deploying a content strategy with those who aren't, the content companies are seeing roughly 30% higher growth rates than folks not using content marketing. It's safe to say that the whole theory that HubSpot drove so many years ago around inbound marketing turned out to be true. And while we can give HubSpot credit, this also reflects just the shift in the market. Density of more and more companies vying for your attention and the diminishing information asymmetry that exists in the market means that our customers have more power now, and that's amazing. The onus is now on us to focus on brand, focus on education, and ultimately focus on a greater user experience to convert those prospects into customers. After all, it's the inbound way. And that's it for your March 13th episode of Recur Now. If you have thoughts on any story we cover or news to share, send Abby a note at abby at recurnow.com. This has been a Recur Studios production, the fastest growing subscription network out there. If you find use for this show, subscribe for more like it at profitwell.com slash recur.